title of the message tonight, Disappointment and Life. I want to talk a little bit about dealing with disappointment. Everybody here walks through this. Sometimes every day people have it. Sometimes people have it once a week. Sometimes people have it once a year. But everybody gets disappointed. I don't care who you are. Uh, what is disappointment? Dictionary says sadness or displeasure caused by caused by one's hopes and expectations not being fulfilled. So you plan something or you expect something from someone and you don't get it. And that, that turns into disappointment. The trouble with disappointment is that if you're not real careful, it turns into discouragement and then turns into, uh, turns into depression and then turns into suicide. And uh, I'm amazed the number of people that are committing suicide now. And it's all because of, of disappointment. But the Bible says that we're not supposed to be walking in disappointment, but in, in an appointment. Everybody here, John even said, everybody here has been appointed with the task and things that they need to do and life in general, where the people they see every day, everything is appointed. John 15, 16 says, You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Well, what kind of fruit? Goodness and kindness and patience and uh, all of the fruit of the Spirit and walk in the, walk in the gift of the Spirit and, and bear fruit. Uh, be, a, be a pleasure to people. That's what we're supposed to be doing every day. Uh, I get tickled. We were sitting before service talking about politics. And it's just amazing where people live in the, the political arena. Uh, they're not bearing any fruit whatsoever for the most part. You've got people up there trying to fight off the, the evil. But Satan has got his hands on so much right now. Uh, it's just an amazing thing to watch. Any news you watch, I don't care if you, if you keep up with what's going on in Ukraine, some of that doesn't even make any sense now, what's going on. But the problem with all of that is we're not ever hearing the truth, and we're not hearing the good stuff that goes on, and there are good things going on. But if, if you live in disappointment, then you're going to be a very disappointed person because I promise you everybody besides you right now is going to let you down. I don't care if it's your wife, if it's your husband, if it's your best friend, if it's somebody you sit with all the time. They're going. Doc's going to let you down, Jay, and Jay's going to let Doc down. I, I've let Doc down. Doc's let. That's that's the way it is. And if you get in that mode of thinking that's the way life is, then that's what you draw, and that's who you start getting around, and that's who you start spending time with. And why would I want to spend my life around people that are disappointed all the time? Life is disappointing at times, but we can't go there, and we've got to recognize God has got good stuff for us. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. The enemy's tactic is to discourage you and bring you to that place of, of saying that God's word is not true. That's, that's the whole venture that he's got after you. Every lie, you know, it's so interesting we don't take it to heart what the Bible says. The Bible says that the enemy, Satan, is the deceiver. And he's the father of all lies. So anything in that arena, we should recognize what he's trying to do to us. He's trying to pull us down and get us to latch on to something that's disappointing. Yes, things, life is disappointing. But why would I want to say that's the end of it? 
Or why would I want to say that's the way it always is when that's not the way it always is? Uh, God, God, for the most part, is taking care of all of us every day. And we've got to start looking at the blessings we've got and recognize disappointment sometimes just comes along the road just to see where we're at with God, just to see where we're at with our faith. And to come to that place of recognizing uh, he is going to turn everything around. Uh, we can't, I, my, one of my most, one of my favorite lines is just to let things go. Just let it go. When you get disappointed, just let it go. When you get hurt, just let it go. When someone doesn't satisfy your needs, just let it go. When someone crosses you, just let it go. Uh, when you don't get that pay raise, just let it go. I could go on and I could go on and I could go on and go all, all the different things that we, we battle. We get discouraged and then we get, then we get depressed and then we start living in depression. Then we are a depression to people. And then people don't want to be around you. And then you get more depressed because you've lost some friends. And then the cycle just keeps going and going. But you can't live there. you got to let things go. Philippians 3.13 says, uh, Paul made the statement. He said, I have, I have not achieved it, but I focus. He focuses on this New Living Translation. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what's ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what's ahead. It's Satan's goal is to break the fellowship that we've got with him. And if you walk in that disappointment that comes in life, and I, I want to repeat that over and over, disappointment is going to come. That, and if you, if you got born again and you think there's not going to be disappointing times, somebody told you the wrong story. Because the idea of him, he took care of all this stuff for us. And when things do happen, you've got a guarantee he's going to carry you through. I don't care what it is. He's going to walk you through. And you can't live in that disappointment. It's life. You know, you could, I could, I've got a few things written down that causes it. Your spouse, your children, your family, your work, other Christians, life, health, coworkers, ourselves. I could keep going. Lots of times, we pull our own self down. We are disappointed in something maybe we said. I can't tell you the number of times that I've said, oh, I can't believe that I said that. And then fight that condemnation that the enemy brings on you for something that you said or something you did that you can't back up and fix. And that's, that's disappointment in yourself. And, and I think sometimes most of us live in that, that disappointment more than we do anything. We're, we're bummed because of what we did. We're bummed because of what we said. We're bummed of the way we acted. We're bummed because we made a major mistake in our life. We're bummed because we bought the wrong car. We're bummed because we sold the car. We're bummed. We're bummed. And then we beat ourselves up because of it. And in fact, you can't go there. You've got to recognize that he's got all of this. And we can't, we can't wish things away. Lots of times when disappointment comes, the best thing you can do is just sit back and go, okay, God. How do I get through this? What's my, best, what's my best course of action here? Romans 8, 1 tells us we do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if I'm, if I'm disappointed, the worst thing I can do is to get into the flesh, which is more disappointment. I've got to learn to walk in the spirit and walk in what God would do with the situation and circumstance. If I'm disappointed about someone that's hurt me, I've got to automatically go into the area of forgiving and, and letting it go and not 
repeating it over in my mind, over and over and over and over and over. It's an amazing thing, folks. When you start listening to your mind about things that haven't went right in your life, it is amazing how you get convinced that that's the way it is. And then when the person finally talks to somebody, they can talk to you and, about it, and then they'll go like, I don't know what happened here. I've had people, I've had people stop coming to church and then see them six months later, and all it was was somebody at the door said something that they didn't like, and they let that eat on them and eat on them and eat on them, and they haven't been back to church for 10, 12 years. That's called disappointment that they fed. And whatever you feed gets the strongest. Did you hear me? Whatever thoughts you feed gets the strongest. So when, you, when you're disappointed, just let it go and don't make, because we think the more we think on it, the better it's going to get. And we think the more we think on it, we're going to get people on our side because what happens is we get disappointed and then we talk to somebody about it and we tell them about our disappointment. You know so-and-so, Kevin here, you know what Kevin said, Doc. This is what Kevin said. And then Doc goes, yeah, he's just like that. He's just like that. That's the way it is. Now we're both disappointed in Kevin, and Kevin didn't do anything wrong at all. I made it up. Matter of fact, that's a, a give you the truth. That guy right there is a great guy, and that's the truth. That's the way we're supposed to be going, even if he is a turkey. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying. We, when we start living our, our disappointments, we start becoming that disappointment, and we start discouraging everybody else. And then they get it, and then, then the next, it's that old gossip thing that gets going. And then, then all of a sudden, we've, we've got a, a rumor about somebody that none of it even happened, but everybody believes it happened, so it changes the whole atmosphere of everything. I heard someone say the other day that if you, if you walk into a building and you don't change the atmosphere, you better walk back out. Now think about that. If you don't come in with a positive, a positive action, a positive word, a positive thought, then don't even go in because you're going to pull that down to where worse than it is when you walk into the situation. God's got all of this. Think about it. Peter denied Christ. Now, you talk about somebody that was disappointed in his life. Here Peter had walked with Christ for all these years knew his ministry, seen the miracles, seen the situation, loved him with all his heart, and then when the rubber hit the road, he said, I don't know him. I don't know him. To the place that he cussed and said, I blank and don't know him. Think how he thought when Jesus looked up from where he was standing. That's disappointment. But what did Peter do? He went on. He kept, he went right back to the place in prayer where they had all met before. And then when Jesus came in, everything changed. Matter of fact, whenever they were at the gravesite and uh, the angel there told, told the woman, go back and tell, tell the disciples and tell Peter. I thought, that's good. That disappointment that could have drug on, drug on, Peter decided to let it go. Mark 16, 7 says, Go tell the disciples and Peter. Go tell the disciples and Peter. What a way to get out of being bummed out. 
you've got to just press on. See, God's got an appointed time, an appointed action for all of you. And we've got to come to that place of recognizing, I want to finish the work. What about Judas? You talk about disappointed in himself. It even says that he remorsed. But interesting, it says in Matthew 27, 5, it says, Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple. That was the money they paid him to betray Jesus. Went out and hanged himself. All from what? Disappointment in himself, in what he did. And we say, well, he should have done that. Fact is, if he would have repented and went back to Jesus, he would have been saved just like the rest of us. You say, even, even, even doing that to Jesus? Yes, that's the forgiveness that he's got. And he chooses to forgive and forgive us. And we've got to be the same, we've got to be the same way. Paul, I talked about Paul. Uh, he chose to walk in the Spirit. He chose to move on with his life. Uh, Philippians 3.13, he made the statement I read it earlier. Paul said, I focus on the one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to the next. See, Paul, Paul, killed, Paul, killed, Paul killed Christians. Paul got an assignment to go and kill Christians and then had that, that touch of the Holy Spirit on the road. But think about him. I mean, here he just a day before was killing Christians and trying to find everyone he could that was in the way, they called it. But yet then he had this, he met with God, quit kicking the goats, he said, quit kicking me, basically. What are you doing? And then he got saved, and then he immediately had to go into the ministry. Think about all that he fought. Matter of fact, when he went back to the disciples at one time, they wouldn't even talk to him. Think about the disappointment he had in his life, and here he is trying to get people saved, and he just killed some of them. But he chose to go on and put everything behind him. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, uh, I think is, is such a good scripture. I got, it, I got it pulled out. For helping us walk through this, 2 Corinthians, you all know this scripture, says, for, we, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Our battle is in our mind, folks. It goes on, it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. If we can recognize when we get depressed, we get, we get down, we, we have a major disappointment in our life, we get let down by somebody, we, we get mad at somebody, that's all disappointment. If we can come to that place and go, now wait a minute. This is a bummer. I can't do anything about it. If I think about it, if I talk about it, I'm just adding to the fuel. I'm adding to the fire. I'm, I'm building up the wrong thing in my mind. I need to take every thought captive and recognize my battle is in the spirit realm. And if I stay in the flesh, I'm going to lose. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in the high places. They're everywhere. So we're always dealing with those inroads to our mind. We're always dealing with those things that's trying to pull us down. We're always dealing with disappointment. I, I don't know of a day when something doesn't happen that you go, oh, I wish it didn't happen that way. Oh, I don't care if you're reading a book and it ends up different than you want it to read. That's a disappointment. And you can get down, watch the news, you can be disappointed. The list goes on and on, folks, and we've talked about this. It goes on and on and on. Uh, In Luke 9, 61 and 62, 
I ran across this a while ago. It says, anyone who looks back is unstable. Uh, they was questioning Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, come on, go with me. And the man said, well, I need to run, check on my parents. And Jesus said, if you're hooked to a plow and you look back, you're not worth anything. You're not worth the kingdom of God. And basically what he's saying is like I said in James, if your thought patterns are over here and over here and then over here and then over here and then over here and then over here, you are unstable. It would be like trying to drive a car looking through the rearview mirror. Uh, it, it, don't, it doesn't work that way. And that's, that's what this whole dealing with disappointment is. You've got to recognize disappointment for what it is. It's part of life. But you've got to recognize, I can't stay there, and I've got to trust that God's going to pull me out of it. You know, you ask for wisdom. Lord, what, what do I do here? You know, man, I got hurt here, Lord. How do I deal with this? And we've been in the Word enough to know that you just let it go, and I'll take care of it. He is never surprised about tomorrow. We're always surprised. He's never surprised. He already knows tomorrow. It's so, it's so hard to understand with our finite minds. He already knows tomorrow and the next day. He are, he's already told us the end times is coming. And we're sitting and watching the news, and, and we're watching it all come to back. And many Christians are terrified. There is no reason to be terrified because it's going to happen. But we've got to get to the place where we're not disappointed. We just know it's coming, and we just know God's going to walk us through. And we know the economy is not going to keep going like it's going. It can't. So what's going to happen? Well, I don't know, but God does. He's going to take care of it. He is going to take care of us. He will always take care of it. He has, he has a way to take care of disappointment because he, he shaped it. Write down, if you will, things, things to, to walk through it. Keep your eyes on the appointment, not on the disappointment. Keep your eyes on your appointment. Keep your eyes on the direction God's taking you. Keep your eyes on the, the class you're working in. Keep your eyes on the, the family you're raising. Keep your eyes on the, the positive side. Stop looking at all the, the bummers that's going on in the family. Stop looking at all the heartaches that's going on. Just walk through them and trust God and know that he's got them. Learn to, learn to let it go. Number two, I got wrote down. It's good. Learn to let it go. Uh, little thing on my desk says, let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. I can't tell you the times I walked in and looked at it and went, yeah, just let it go. Why? Because I don't want to spend time thinking about it. It doesn't do any good. It all goes back to that same thing we know. Wrap yourself around the truth of who you really are. Dig in the scriptures to find out who you really are. You're blessed. You're taken care of. You're healed. You're whole. I mean, the list goes on and on of who you are. You are in Christ. You abide in him. He says, I'll abide in you. He's always with us. Get that in you so much that when something comes along that disappoints you, you just realize it's there and let it go. See, God is looking at your heart in every situation of your life. You say, well, what if I make a major mistake? What if you do? He's not going to get rid of you. <laughs> he tricked us, folks. When he said, give your heart to me, just believe that I died and rose again, he tricked us. Now, I'm not saying that disrespectful, but what he's saying is, I've got you now. And he said, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
You mean I can go ahead and sin and do things? Oh, I didn't say that. You're going to do things wrong. That's just our human nature. That's that old nature that's still leading and directing us. We're occasionally going to say things about people. We're occasionally going to do things we wish we hadn't done. But see, that's where we're guaranteed. Instead of being disappointed in yourself and walking in condemnation, just go, Lord, I'm so sorry. I need your strength to walk on through this. I need your strength to not do that again. And I thank you that you forgive me and you walk with me. I'll never forget living in that life where I had to, thought I had to perform, and when I messed up, I wondered how long it would be before God showed up again. What a stupid way to live. We're kind of raised that way. Clean your room or else. You know, you're restricted for two weeks because you didn't do. And those, we have to train, but how do we do it, and what's our nature behind it? What's our, what's our love mode behind it, and what's going on there? Uh, last, last one down, forgive. And walk in love. Forgive and walk in love. You're disappointed, just walk in love. You're let down, just walk in love. Somebody hurts you, just act like they didn't hurt you. Next time you see them at Walmart, just talk to them like you talked to them before. Well, that, that's being fake. No, it's just that you haven't thought on it all the time, so you don't have anything to say on the negative. But if you think on it, if you think on that, hurt if you think on that disappointment and you think on that disappointment and you think about the things you're going to say I promise you that you will say it to them and you didn't want to why because from the abundance of your heart your mouth speaks so what we do is we walk in that place of trusting God we keep our eyes on the appointment and not the disappointment we learn to let things go we wrap ourselves around the truth of who we really are we recognize that God's looking at our heart when we do make mistakes, and we forgive and walk in love. Bottom line. Father, we thank you. For everybody that's here and anybody that would watch this by video or on the Internet right now, Father, we thank you that disappointment, heartache is all a part of life. It's all character building, and, but knowing that you love us so deeply that you've got us and you've got it taken care of. And Father, you, you, you write in the scriptures and you tell us exactly. You show us. You showed us what Peter did. You showed us what Paul did. You showed us the mistake of Judas and how he handled it. Father, we can make a choice. And that choice can be just loving you and trusting in you and just letting things go that don't go the way we think they should. But we know that you know the way they're going to go. And we trust in you, Father, and we give you all the praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You've got a good 15 minutes to visit a little if you want to.